Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And welcome to our business legal podcast where we cover business news and add our legal twist and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. And we really appreciate those questions. And those of you who have not sent in questions, you guys can stop listening because we don't care about you guys. Well, the people that don't send in questions don't have problems, so maybe that's uh, a consideration yeah. as well. I guess that's true. Well, you can still listen. We don't want to alienate people that don't have questions that need to be answered. At least I don't. Oh. Maybe you do. Oh, okay. I guess that's fine. All right. Well, let's get to what we have for this Monday episode. Actually, this episode is coming on Tuesday, I think, because of the Memorial Day. Well, Just a procedural clarification. <laughs> For those listening, for people that have hacked into my computer and listened to the audio a day in advance, but for those that haven't, happy Tuesday. But this is, uh, <laughs> we kind of talked about this before with, I think, with fast food workers and the protesting, but I didn't even know this was still going on. But more fast food workers are protesting, want higher wages, blah, blah, blah. But this is getting to robots that are supposedly going to replace fast food workers. And I thought this was pretty interesting. I, I don't think there can ever be a situation where it's going to be 100% replaced. I don't even know if you can even get to 25%. But it, it gets to an interesting point of efficiency in the workplace. If these robots can do things more efficiently than actual people, great you know, for none of the problems. But also it gets to what jobs should people be doing in the work you know, for a fast food restaurant? Task allocation. So if someone can do these three things, can they do that? Great. If not, then you know, maybe we should have some sort of robot in place. Yeah. And it's not a new issue because we've talked about how in GM, when they started automating everything or everything from the assembly line to now robots are building cars that are building self-driving cars, which is robots building robots. And so this is stuff that's been going on for a while, but I think it's different now that it's in the fast food industry. But I'm just wondering if they are going to start replacing these guys with robots, are they going to have faces? Are they, am I going to go into Panera Bread? And by the way, that's Panera Bread's going to start doing this very soon within some kind of automated service. But I'm going to, am I going to walk in and some robot with eyes and a mouth is going to talk to me and ask for my order? It's going to be kind of weird. Well, you're thinking it from the perspective of actual robot people. Yeah, that's what um, I, and I don't know. It, it, it's as if like if Back to the Future made another movie and they would do this, it would look like that, some robot with someone asking for your order like they did in Back to the Future part do. <laughs> well, keep in mind that a lot of tasks, well, not a lot, but there's a good amount of tasks that still go on at restaurants today or a lot of different industries that are done by robots, but more more so like machines and equipment. So I don't, yeah. I don't think you're necessarily going to walk in and it's not necessary to walk in and have a robot person there. <laughs> Can I take your order? <laughs> yeah. Taking from the employer's perspective, it's kind of hard to do it because you kind of have to take your heart out of the whole concept because these are actually real people that they're replacing. But I suppose if a robot can do the exact same thing, it's cheaper. It's just like before we used to have messengers well, we still have messengers that deliver the mail, but but now we have email and certain things aren't delivered anymore. And so that's one of the reasons why the U.S. Postal Service isn't doing too well anymore. So things change, I guess. Yeah, and there's definitely certain industries where you'll see reports come out of 
we predict in a decade from now, some of these jobs are just going to not even be in existence anymore because it's all going to be automated. So I guess the key is to be one step ahead of technology. And if you think your job is something that can be done by a robot, then I mean, I know I know I'm afraid of my job being replaced by robot lawyers walking around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there not much difference, I think, between real lawyers and robots. In some instances, you're, you're right, I think. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, back in college when I was living in the dorms. I, for fun and money, I manned the front desk reception and they had all these weird rules because I think a lot of you know college students, they take advantage and so forth. But one of the rules was is that you can't talk to the guests or people that are entering in a robot voice. And of course, like, <laughs> you know, when you have that in there, you, ha- you have to talk in a robot voice. It's like almost because of mandatory. <laughs> uh, I thought that was so funny. Is that real? That was real. It was like no jumping over the desk, other valid rules too, but that was the, probably the most ridiculous one. Like why <laughs> someone would actually type that out and put that in a policy as if it needs to be said. <laughs> And it's said it in such a way. So does that mean I can talk in an elf voice or? It's pretty funny. I mean, the reason you get all these ridiculous rules are because things have happened in the past that yeah. caused those rules to go into effect. So there must have been something that happened at some point where they had to create that. That's, that's pretty funny, though. But you know what? Lawyers are just as silly because, uh, you know, all those disclaimers that you get, whether it's products or even services, if you actually read some of the disclaimers, sometimes they're ridiculous. And they're unneeded, but they're just so over precaution with being sued. I, there was one time when I bought, you know, when CDs were popular, a CD rack. It was one of those horizontal ones that, you know, you, you stack them up, you know, they're stacked on top of each other. Yeah. And one of the disclaimers, it says, you know, this was about probably three, two or three feet high, right? It says, don't use this as a ladder. <laughs> that was the disclaimer. And you know, some lawyer wrote that or they got sued because maybe someone stood on it and they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Now we need some kind of disclaimer. Let's just add, don't use this as a ladder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I vaguely remember talking about this during law school and in torts class about, was it product warranties? And I think some things are obvious and, but yeah, that's, I guess it can't hurt to put stuff in there, but exactly what you said, the, the only reason that's there is because someone tried to do that before. So... Yeah. And it gets to the thing where I've heard someone mention this before, and I always thought it was interesting how basically every single thing has been done before. You know, like there's someone out there that tried to eat a rock once. So, you know, it's, <laughs> that's, it's a, this is a, so now you have to put, don't eat rock. It's a really random example. No, I know what you mean. Like people are always going to use it the wrong way. And when it comes to, pro- this is kind of unrelated to our topic, but. When it comes to product liability, don't fall into this idea that you have to disclaim everything. The law is just not like that. It's just that some attorneys are a little bit more aggressive, I suppose, in, in trying to protect their clients, which is fine. It's just I don't want to make it ridiculous for their marketing. Can you imagine all the other things that you can use that CD rack for that you should disclaim? Yeah. It would be uh, endless. That's true. Anyway, let's get to our question. We this otherwise it's going to be like a five hour episode, and I'm getting tired. We really veered off the track of robot fast food workers, but yeah, let's get into the question <laughs> from New York City. I'm trying to raise some capital from investors. When they ask how I'm going to use their investment, what should I say? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I know what you shouldn't say is I'm going to use this for your salary, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the obvious how not to answer it. 
I think it's a very common question amongst investors. It's, it's something that if you're not prepared to answer, then why are you in the room in the first place? Because right. you're, they're asking for money and the question, what are you going to use it for? So when they ask me how I'm going to use it, what should I say? I think you should know the answer already. If you don't, then I would revisit your plan of why you're looking for money in the first place. Right. If it is just to you know, put in your pockets, then you have the wrong understanding of how this works. Even these startup companies that get a huge investment, a lot of times they end up giving up some of the management control and they don't buy a car the next day. They're still, maybe they get something here or there, but most of the time they're struggling just as they were before, but now they have capital to grow their business. Yeah, and you're exactly right. You shouldn't be there unless you know the answer to that already. If you're in front of investors, you're going to get a lot more difficult questions than that. I've actually seen, and who knows if this is real or not, but I've seen people on Shark Tank get asked that question and have no idea how to answer it. And then it's even worse because that's on national TV to millions of people. So you look so unprepared. But this is interesting. I, I just went to a panel where they had some, it was an angel investors and there was investors and there was people on the other side of companies that had been invested in. And one guy said something really interesting. He said, you know, investors, and I think he was an investor, but he's like, I'd, I'd be much more upset at someone who didn't spend the money that I gave them as opposed to just blew through it. So a lot of times people are just afraid to spend money that they're given and that shouldn't be the case. And it, it almost stifles, you know, they get this investment and they're almost scared to do anything with it. Yeah. And I suspect it might be because they're overwhelmed with that amount of money. Maybe they haven't had to spend that money in the past and so they don't know how to do it. But yeah, that's an interesting perspective from that investor. Yeah. Let me uh, give a couple answers here to this question. I think what you could say is anything that's scaling your business, that's obviously a good answer. And then anything about if you have negative cash flow, turning it to cash positive or anything that generates some cash is it's going to be a good answer to that. Not, hey, I'm going to pay myself a lot of money because I deserve it. Yeah, I think scaling is the priority there is, uh, okay, so they're investing in your business model and now you have to execute even further than you have. And sometimes that takes marketing dollars, that takes uh, investment in your operations or your employees, et cetera. I think that's it. Very good. And lawyers, of course, and uh, securing your intellectual property, et cetera. That's good, too. So, okay, well, that's our episode. <laughs> <laughs> A really good answer that you just threw in at the end. <laughs> and give your attorneys money, of course. Don't forget that. So, all right, well, that's our episode. Nice, long Tuesday episode that you can listen to on your way to work or on your way from work or what else? Or when you're exercising, I guess. Traveling back from a long weekend. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll probably do that myself. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Keep it sound and keep it smart. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, we're going to have to use that every time robot. now. <laughs> thanks for saying robot at the end as if we didn't know. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. 
For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.